Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Dorica Watson, Chief Programs Officer at the YWCA Central Indiana. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A virtual coffee talk called Allied. So these virtual coffee talks, they don't send the coffee to you. You have to have your own coffee. You have your own coffee. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have to tell you something. Suze was listening to our podcast, our six-year-old. Yeah. And she was listening with my mom in her car, and they were we were talking about the virtual coffee talk and whatever. And so she comes home to, home to me. She's like, Mom, I want to go to that coffee talk where you, you can, like, bring your own coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so serious. She's like, I want to go. Where's it at? I'm like, it's at our house. <laughs> it's, it's all virtual. It's wherever you are. And she was just like, she felt betrayed. Oh. Now, when will this coffee talk take place? It will be Thursday, October 1st from 8 to 9.30. It's presented by Rebecca Parker of Ontario Systems. Wait a minute. Rebecca Parker, a former guest of the Uh podcast. And it's a tag team duo, another guest of the Gone Boss podcast, Amy Logan of the Ball State Career Center. Oh, my gosh. Double trouble. I know. it's So, you know, it's going to be awesome. So, every workplace has toxic habits and roles that can create mistrust, dissatisfaction, and engagement. We all know what these roles... Disengagement. Yes, disengagement. Not engagement. Oh. You don't want to engage with those disengagements. Well, (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) We all know what these roles are, and many of us fall into them from time to time. The interrupters, the credit hogs, the after-meeting quarterbacks, the anti-change advocate, the work martyr, the meeting dominator, the dismisser. Those are... Those aren't fun to work with, right? But how do we fight back against toxic workplace roles without creating more toxicity and friction in the workplace? Uh, I may have to go to this one. What, you think you have a toxic workplace? No, this workplace (laughs) is pretty nice. But I mean, before, like every job, I had at least two or three of those people. Well, this workshop will focus on real life strategies for modeling positive, cooperative workplace behaviors, creating trust among coworkers, and forging alliances within the workplace that reinforce positive cultural habits. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Dorica Watson, Chief Programming Officer for the YWCA of Central Indiana. Welcome, Dorica. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Now, this is brand new for you. This is brand new. I haven't even started yet. At the time of this recording. recording, you have not started yet. That's how new it is. (laughs) All right. It hasn't even happened. You just announced it just a couple days ago, so that's exciting. Yes. So, what did you do before this? So before I was um, privileged to lead um, a relationship-based initiative um, at Second Harvest Food Bank. So um, I was a part of a merger in 2016, which took me to Second Harvest um, from Teamwork for Quality Living. So altogether, doing that work for about 12 years, a little over 12 years, um, but four years at Second Harvest. I think that's where I first 
came across you was at Teamwork for Quality Living. <laughs> yes, and, and what I loved about even the name Teamwork for Quality Living was the team was capitalized. So mm -hmm. we focused on together each accomplishes more. Like that was the focal point of the work is bringing people together. Teamwork's focus was um, definitely eliminating poverty and mm -hmm. helping people move towards self-sufficiency. Mm -hmm. And then also that community collaboration piece. So there wasn't only that aspect of the work, but then there was race relations. And then there was also a healthy living component as mm -hmm. well. So three um, different um, components to one organization. Okay. Now, without naming names, uh, tell us some of the success stories from these two programs over time. Oh, my goodness. So let me say this. So when we merged with um, Second Harvest Food Bank, the work also, it grew and, and, and we were able to kind of um, fine-tune our focus. And so we were then able to work specifically with individuals who had probably already met the definition of self-sufficiency, but they weren't to the place of long-term stability. So working with people who had income but had more month at the end of their money and still having to make decisions between paying bills or having fun or, you know, the, the things that we all have to mm -hmm. decide. And so being able to wrap a community of support around them and not to tell the families what they need to do allowed them to come up with the very unique goals for their lives and then there is that support that walks alongside them so that ultimately our community is better because we've all poured into one another and so success stories there have been so many over the years I'll throw out a couple families have been able to become homeowners um, individuals have gone back to school and and not only received their high school diploma received a bachelor's degree an associate's degree a master's degree like the really cool thing in life. Um, individuals who have been able to leave relationships or situations that were not serving them. Um, oh gosh, people have been able to be the voice or the change that they want to see in the community, have been able to join boards and commissions and are helping become leaders and, and, and helping raise other leaders. There has been so many success stories. Like to even hone in on one is hard, but there's one that I'll share. Um, one particular um, person who who comes across a little shy, I think they would identify themselves as shy, they were able to speak in front of over 600 people. Wow. So they were able to do that and they did it flawlessly. And that's the beautiful thing is I don't have to take credit for anyone's accomplishment. It's their accomplishment, it's their change, but to be able to stand back and watch it happen, oh goodness, there's nothing better. Well, tell us a little bit about Dorica. All right. Well, I love that you have pronounced my name correctly. All right. So Dorica. So I know that it probably doesn't look like Dorica when you read it. And so um, the very first thing you should know about me is when anyone mispronounces my name, I automatically correct them. Well, and good. some people are instantly like, ready to apologize. And I'm like, no, no apology needed. I've lived with this name a long time. And so it's perfectly okay that you mispronounce it and it's perfectly okay for me to correct it. So the first thing is I am Dorica, born and raised here in Muncie, Indiana. I come from a pretty amazing family, um, a little tough, rough around the edges, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things, but loving 
while they may never say they love you, they love you. Um, it's it's through acts. Um, um, it's supportive, definitely encouraging. I am or was a single mother for a number of years. I was also raised by a single mother. And so um, I never really thought about even being married. You know, um, it's a new thing for me. I've been married a little over eight years. Okay. And it was, it was, it was, oh goodness. It was crazy. But (laughs) nevertheless, I had a very wise person that says, if you're 85 and you're rocking in your rocking chair, what are the things that you would rock and regret? And so as I started thinking about that, one of those things is not having that partner to spend my life with. And so I'm married to an amazing person. His name is Eric Watson. And, um, you know, life is good. Life is really good. Awesome. Now you mentioned uh, being a mom. So uh-huh. tell us about your kiddo. Yes. So I have I have three kids. Okay. Um, my oldest child just turned 29 uh, a couple of days ago. Okay. Um, my middle son is 26. And then my youngest is 21. All right. So no babies, but I also have two grandchildren. Oh. They're oh, not nice. allowed to call me grandma. And I normally never refer to them as <laughs> grandchildren. So I have two little people in my life and um, they call me Gigi. Oh, that's and nice. So there's two of them, and I absolutely adore them. So, what do you and the family do for fun? Our family, I love to bring people together, not only professionally, but as my family. So, I am the coordinator of all things in my family. And so, when I say family, I am not referring to people that I think are extended. I mean family. So, my mother, her siblings, her siblings' children, my grandmother, like that's my family. And so, there could be about a hundred plus of, of us together at one point, but we like to come together and have game nights and just have fun. You know, life is is tough enough, so we want to find all the opportunities we can to enjoy one another and just have fun. I, I love that you have a big family. Uh, Matt has a giant family too. When I first met him and he's like, oh yeah, my dad's got 12, you know, one of 12 brothers and sisters and they all live here in Randolph County and just about around the they all live around mile. the country, yeah. the the square from us i was like okay what what is this and then i went to first christmas dinner um where they rent out this the school gym and cafeteria and i'm like there's a there were 107 people there that day oh wow and that was a low turnout they were everyone was very disappointed in the kids and the grandchildren that they didn't show up so yeah that's my kind that's my type of family (laughs) now it's normal but i was like oh this is a little this is a lot (laughs) a lot of people Yeah, I have friends who will say the same thing. When they think family, they're thinking just those in my household. And I'm like, oh, no, wait too. Oh, they're not here yet. 107? <laughs> what are you? That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. nothing. I think the other thing that my family does um, really well is we celebrate birthdays. Like, we're a huge birthday family. Like, mm. your birthday is your day. And so we make a huge deal out of birthdays. Now, back to business. Okay. Like you said, brand new <laughs> position with the Y-Dub. Give me... A forecast of what's going to happen with you there. All right. So because I have joined the team, <laughs> the team will be amazing. No, just it's kidding. The team's fabulous. already amazing. 
So um, I um, am joining as the chief program officer. And so I have a number of years creating programming and supporting programming, not only locally, but I had an opportunity to be the coach and trainer for a national organization for a number of years. And so have been helping a number of communities over the years. I'm really excited about um, not only working to eliminate racism, but to empower women. That, that makes my heart pound. One of the things that I loved about previous professional work that I um, have done specifically at Teamwork for Quality Living is that it was grassroots nonprofit and we were on the ground making it happen, bringing communities together and seeing the change right before our eyes. And over the last couple of months with everything that's been going, you know, that's been happening around us locally and nationally um, and being a part of some grassroots efforts, um, some social justice efforts, that caused my heart to pound and it reminded me that I found the most joy in my life when I was not only doing work for other people, but when people were coming together um, to create change. And that's what, what makes me happy. And so this position is so perfect for me because not only will we be able to create the change that we wanna see, we're not going to do it in isolation. We're gonna bring other people along for the ride. They're gonna also be driving um, to make that happen. And so um, I always tell people, and, and this is the mantra of a number of different um, organizations, but um, that we're better together. And I firmly believe that we're better together if we're willing to do life together. And so there are going to be so many opportunities that we can do life with people who are different from us. You know, and, 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 and my belief is when we do life with people who are different from us, magic happens. And I want to be a part of that magic. Awesome. Well, I think you're going to be a great fit for, for the Y-Dub Thank because, you. I mean, with all of your experience and previous uh, organizations and things you've been involved with, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to fit right in and just hit the ground running. So I think it's going to be great. Yay! Yay! <laughs> How about professional organizations over the years? What have you been involved in around the community? Oh, my goodness. I have been a part of a number of youth-focused organizations, really, to empower and uplift youth. One of the things I remember um, as a child is no one ever asked me what did I want to be when I grew up. And so I didn't have that question posed to me. And I know that it prevented me from probably becoming my best self many years ago. And so my, um, my connection or, or my draw to youth um, organizations is I want to make sure that someone's asking um, the kids what they want to be when they grow up. I think for me, I grew up in poverty, definitely an under-resourced um, kid. And so I didn't, I never felt that, you know, I, but I knew that where I lived and um, some of the benefits my mother was eligible for, um, for that we were definitely under-resourced. And so one could have predicted that I would grow up to be an under-resourced adult. And so what I wanna be able to do is to prevent what I can predict in other situations. And so that's definitely been my affiliation with youth um, serving organizations. Also, um, I've been affiliated, oh my goodness, with a number of organizations um, professionally. Um, currently, I am um, only serving in two board roles and that's intentional. I've had to take some steps mm -hmm. back for a number of reasons. My mental health is one. Um, but so now, so with WIBU, so I'm the vice president of WIBU. And also, I am um, just joined the board of Muncie Outreach. Oh, nice. Very, Very nice. good. Our Amy here at the office is on the board there as well. So. Oh, well, you know what? I know that. Amy actually <laughs> recommended me for the board. Oh, did she? <laughs> Who recommended 
many. There are like oh, several people. Lots but of people. Amy. But mostly Amy. I'm like, oh, okay, Amy. All so, right. Yes. Well, excellent. So tell me something you wish you had known when you first started out. What I wish I would have known when I started out was it was okay to be me. I mentioned this to you, Angie, and I'm not sure if you remember that, but one of the things that drew me to WIBU is that you were there with red hair. Oh, I don't think I, I don't remember you this don't remember story. That. Yeah, um, you were there with red hair, and there were things that I liked, but people would tell me that was not professional. Mm-hmm. So I was removing parts and pieces of who I was to accommodate a system that I didn't feel really welcomed into. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, wait a minute, I think she is the president of WIBU, and she has red hair. Now, if she could have red hair, and not just red hair, but red, red hair. hair. <laughs> you know, I can wear my big earrings. I can be me. You know, that that is definitely something that I wish I would have known. And another thing that I wish I would have known is that I didn't have to be the smartest person in the room. I um, just was, I always felt like if I was in the room, I had to know the answers mm-hmm. to whatever the questions were. And um, what I know now that I wish I would have known then is if I'm the smartest person in the room, then I need to find a new room. A different room, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can surround myself with people who are smarter than me, yeah. who know the answers that I don't know the answers to. And that that is a very helpful thing for people Absolutely. to learn. Tell me a job that you would be terrible at. <laughs> so I don't know what this job is, but I don't like well, what, what it's the title of the job. But I don't like to be hot. I don't like to sweat. And I'm not fond of outdoors. So the job that I would be absolutely horrible at, not even terrible, but horrible at, is the traffic director on the highway. Oh. <laughs> like The flag person. The flag person. Yeah, You're I out there would, on that hot flag I would, pavement. I'd be no. like, hey, I got to go have a water break. I got to get out of the sun. <laughs> like, there would be accidents everywhere because of me. Um, so please never, no, no one should ever hire me or even consider me to do that job as a volunteer. I would fail miserably. Good to know. Yes. So what would you say your purpose in life is? So my purpose in life really aligns with my mission statement. I think everyone has to have one. If organizations have mission statements um, to operate, to measure their accomplishments against, I think every person must have one to wake up. So um, my purpose in life is to live each day with integrity, following my passion, being led by my faith. Excellent. You got that like boom. You know what? And if I can't say it immediately, then it doesn't align with my purpose. Mm -hmm. Like I have to know what it is. And so I not only recited, not only committed it to memory many years ago, but I believe it. Like it's truly a part of who I am. Now, how'd you come up with that? So I didn't do it alone. <laughs> um, uh, it's definitely a Schaefer training. Okay. About eight okay. Years ago. I, was like, I feel like shout I out to one Schaefer. of those together too. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Schaefer. Emergence program. Emergence or program. Okay. Yeah. Like nine years ago. Yeah. And I had already been working on what gives me the energy every day to do what I do. Like I was really working on that and when I went through emergence and they were like, create a mission statement. And I just started writing. And I was like, I'll have mine. And no way you have. And I'm like, no, I have it. And I absolutely have lived by it for at least the last 10 years of my life, even before I actually wrote wrote it down. So it's, it's definitely a huge part of me and my purpose. So what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered as a person who not only took up space, but a person who created space for other people. Like that, 
not only aligns with my purpose in life, but if I am not creating opportunities for others or creating space for other people, then I have done a disservice to myself and everyone that has poured into me over the years. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions, quick answers. Number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? My, it really depends on my mood, but because this is lightning round, I'll tell you, if my mood is to party and have a good time, it's LL Cool J, Ooh. I am bad. <laughs> and if my mood is to be, to empower myself, it is Unstoppable by Corinne Hawthorne. Right. That's also my theme song. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Neither. I am always tired. Doesn't matter what time of day it is. I never want to get up when the alarm goes off, and I want to go to sleep immediately. So I have not excelled in either of those areas. Hey, that's that's okay. <laughs> I'm a middle of the day kind of person too, so it's all right. What's your favorite book? So I have probably a favorite author. So my favorite author is Yanla Van Zant. Um, probably my favorite book by the author is Get Over It, which is again, empowering and self-help. But I, I think the very first book that I considered my favorite was a book by Dick Gregory. And he is a controversial, um, he was, excuse me, a controversial individual. And so um, the book's title was Nigger. And I absolutely love that book. It was empowering to me and it allowed me to not allow another word to be used against me. Have you ever met anyone famous? I've met lots of famous people. Who are they? I don't know. <laughs> but I've met lots of famous people and always in the Atlanta airport. I have really? met more, so many famous people. Either I've chased them down or <laughs> I've just bumped into them, but always in the Atlanta airport. Huh. We saw Nellie at an airport. It was in, was it in Philadelphia? Yeah, or maybe Philadelphia. it was Atlanta. I don't remember. But yeah, Matt was like, hey, I think that guy in that golf cart over there is Nellie. I was like, no, you're, that's not true. And then I looked back and went, huh. I guess it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I've met several. I guess met is relative. You know, I've seen them well, up close and personal. That's fine. You know, I made a couple take a picture with me. Oh, I'll say this too. I know it's lightning, but I'll try to hurry that's up. That's okay. I was in Florida about 10 years ago. I won't say the name of the person because I believe wholeheartedly that I ruined their career. Uh oh. <laughs> so this person was had just been drafted into the NFL, was amazing. I watched their college career. I used to really love football, by the way. So I watched their college career. I was presenting at a conference and saw him and was like, oh my gosh, it's this person, right? And I said, oh, I said it loud. Oh my gosh, it's, and then I thought, wait a minute, let me be quiet. They probably don't want anyone to know that they're here. And so I then whispered, oh my gosh, it's you. Can I have a picture with you? And he looked at me with disgust on his face. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and he took the picture anyway, and I have the picture. And I called my husband and said, you know what, if he, this is how he treats his fans, he doesn't deserve to have a good career. It went down, he was over there. I kid you not, it ended. And I believe wholeheartedly, I've apologized, I have prayed for forgiveness. Like I believe that I ruined his career. <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? Ooh, I love butter pecan ice cream. Okay. Oh my goodness. Rock and roll. Oh, Matt loves butter pecan ice cream. What about pistachio cream? almond? None of that. No? None of that. But I you don't like, the like nuts, cream. but I love butter pecan ice cream. There is something amazing I feel you. about it. I feel it. I call oh. Matt grandpa because I feel like only grandpas eat <laughs> You think so? Butter pecan. You know, people say that about caramels, too. I like caramels. We've got um, Werther's over. You know what? Those are grandpa candies, right? Yeah. 
But that's definitely it. That's my guilt. And, and candy. I love sour candy. Mm. I'm trying not to eat it right now, but my husband calls me the candy store. Like, wherever we go, I have a bag of something I should not have with me. I love candy. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie, I have two. Uh, well, I have three, sorry. So my um, favorite movie, in no particular order, Titanic. Ooh. Um, it's the first movie I think I really cried on. The Lion King, the original. The Lion the, King made me cry. Yes, that's the second <laughs> movie I probably cried on. And then Black Panther. Oh, that's good. And yeah, those those are definitely my favorite movies. Awesome. Right now, uh, Zoo, my our six-year-old Zuzu, she loves to hug me. And mm-hmm. then she says, I'll never let go. And I'm like, that's what Rose said. And then she let go and then Jack died. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and, oh. and she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no reference. Yep. Yeah. So what's your hidden talent? I wish I had one. I think it's hidden from me, honestly, whatever that talent is. But I guess if I were to come up with one that is so random, it's hard to believe, is my hidden talent is a belly laugh. Okay. I don't have a sense of humor. So things that are funny naturally to other people, I'm just looking at them at. But if you fall down or something like that, oh, it's it should not be funny. And I will make sure that you're okay. But I get this ridiculous belly laugh and I cannot stop. Like, so don't fall in front of me. Please don't let me fall in front of you because I will equally laugh. Is your bone broken? Yes, but oh, it was so funny. And it's like contagious. So it doesn't happen often, but when it happens, you know, I, be ready. I do the same when people, even my kids, they fall. I make sure they're okay first, but like, there was one time Zeus fell off the bed and her little feet just went bloop, like right <laughs> and her head disappeared and I lost it. I laughed so hard. I cried <laughs> and I couldn't handle it. I understand. My, oh, my children understand. think I'm a horrible person, you but I don't what? care. I've probably been called that a time or two. <laughs> I, I know specifically my daughter used to play um, basketball and she did not like it. Didn't believe in running up and down the court. But when she did and she had that ball, I couldn't do anything but laugh. People were like, you missed your daughter shoot a hoop. But did you see her <laughs> dribble? You know, like random weird things that you should not laugh at is what I laugh at. Awesome. Do you sing in the shower? Um, depending on my mood, um, if I need a really good cry, I can sing something that just touches my emotions. I'm not overly emotional. And so, but when I need it, I find myself needing that in the shower. So depends on my mood. All right. Yeah. And how about in the car? Very loudly with the music <laughs> as loud as possible. <laughs> Typically no one's in there with me. Um, or my grandson's in the back seat, and I've completely forgotten. He's 11, so he's he's like, oh, you're going to play LL Cool J, aren't you? And I'm like, I am as loud as I possibly can. But, yes, yeah, so I will definitely sing in the car. Awesome. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. You're a Good neither. answer. Oh. <laughs> so sad. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Probably, does the emoji have to be a smiley, sad? It's just one of those, right? My my most used emoji is the heart that kind of glistens. I use that all the time. People are like, are you telling me you love me? I'm just telling you I love this emoji, you know? (laughs) But I'm telling you I love you too, you know? I just use it all the time. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Yay. Bye. You know, we've been getting a lot of feedback here recently. I am aware. But what kind of feedback is it? Good feedback. Positive feedback. For guests to be on our show. Yes. 
that tells me one thing. One, people are actually listening because Woo-hoo! nobody calls into our number. According <laughs> to the metrics, there are plenty of listeners. Yes, there are. But sometimes it's like, oh, are we talking into a void and no one's listening? But guess what? People are listening and they like the guests that they're hearing. Um, and they are suggesting like, hey, my friend or somebody I know from a workplace or whatever. And we're getting more suggestions, which is great because if I don't get suggestions, I'm in, I do all the scheduling around here. Right. And if I don't get suggestions, then I just go through my Facebook friends and see who are cool people that I want to talk to. So what's your criteria to be on the show, to well, be on our podcast, to be interviewed, headshot, everything? Okay. Well, I want hopefully people who are interesting, who have stories to tell. Yes. Good. Non-interesting people need not apply. Exactly. If you are a, t- <laughs> if you are a bump on a log. Now, every one of our guests comes in here and what do they say? They, I'm so uninteresting. And then they have interesting things. Then you find out that Gay Nation played trumpet in high school or whatever. Exactly. So, like, you, everyone has a story. Or people come in here and say, you must be at the bottom of the barrel for ta- asking me. <laughs> We've had three people say that in the last month alone, which is silly. But so We I'm, are not at the bottom of the barrel. We're not at the bottom of the barrel. I still have a list, a super long list. But I don't, here's what I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be Angie and her old white lady friends. What? <laughs> you have a bunch of white lady friends? I do. Yeah, I'm middle-aged <laughs> and I have white lady friends. And We want diversity. We, we want do. different points of view, different points of interest. Right. You don't have to agree with me. And, you know, we keep it light and airy anyway. So we're not political. We're not polarizing. But we want fun, interesting people from all walks of life. Uh, who want to come talk on our show. Now, do they have to be a boss, meaning they, they run a company no, or an organization? No. I mean, they just need to be in the business world. So you don't have to be a business owner. Um, but What about a teacher, though? A teacher. A teacher would be fine. We had Jessica Cantwell on. She was fine. She was cool. Uh, we've had people in the medical medical profession. Yes. Medical professionals. Um, you know, all kinds, like you don't have to be a boss lady. You don't have to own your own business. You do have to be a lady or identify as a lady. That's really the only criteria. And we've only broken our rule once and it was a a Muppet. Yes. And I was under, (laughs) I was under duress when we did that. (laughs) I love that episode. I go back and listen to. Easel Monster. Easel Monster, I love you, but you're not a boss (laughs) and you're not a lady. So sorry. But it's a Muppet. Yeah, but a boss and a lady who has interesting things to say and wants to talk on our show. So if you want to be, like we've had people say, hey, interview me. Great. Let me know. We'll get you on the show. Um, If you have friends or coworkers or people that you think would be a good addition, just let me know. I can't believe it. What are we going to do? It's a game. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Your favorite. It's my favorite. I think you'll be good at this one, though. Okay. Name these tunes, 90s version. Okay. Now, we did the 80s version. Yes. Quite a few podcasts Long ago, time ago. But this is 90s version. This is the 90s version, and it's really only like one sentence or two. Okay. So short snippets of songs. I'm ready. I think you can get them. Blue are the words I say and what I think. Blue are the feelings that live inside me. I'm blue. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> now, who sings that? Uh, Eiffel. Eiffel 65? Yes! How in the Yes! World? <laughs> I was like, he'll know this song, but he won't know who sang it. <laughs> of course he does, Mr. DJ. Once more, you open the door. Oh, yeah, that's a Titanic song, Celine Dion. Theme from Titanic, My Heart Will Go On. Very good. Thank you. Oh, one that that wasn't even a sentence what was that uh, like one line <laughs> i don't know say can you handle my love are you for real say can you handle my love are you for real <sighs> i need a hint it's a girl band group oh like spice girls mm-hmm. okay 
Yeah, I guess that would Are make sense. Are you for real? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get this one. Here we are now. Entertain us. Oh, yeah. Smells like teen spirit. Uh, Nirvana. Very good. Which, quick little side story. Yes. You remember uh, one music down there where Chili's was? No. All right. That was <laughs> that was my favorite record store because you had uh, Musicland in the mall. Yeah. That was a little too posh. And then uh, you had Karma Records, but one where music was... was the way to go. Oh, where was Karma Records? They were in the mall, and then they moved down the mall over, like, across the street from the mall. Oh, okay. We had where... Karma. I'm from... Ellick Anderson area. So we had Karma Records, but it was not in the mall. It was out in the Applewood Center when it was cool out there and everybody cruised. Now, there was also Stonehenge, but I never went to Stonehenge that much because one music was there and those guys were just so cool. Well, not cool enough to run a business and keep it open, apparently. But anyway, my story connected is that's where I first saw the album cover for Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Is that the Naked Baby? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Life-changing. Come on. I know. But we are two worlds apart, can't reach to your heart. That sounds like Backstreet Boys or something. It is Backstreet Boys. (laughs) I want it that way. Okay. That that makes sense. Because those lyrics are totally... I mean, they're dumb. They're dumb. (laughs) They don't make any sense. But man, what a hit. I guess. I want it that way by Backstreet Boys. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. That's all I got. All right. I'm thinking. It's probably said, I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Rap. That doesn't help me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rap song. Want to get with you? It's one of those rap guys' girlfriends. Oh, uh, baby got back. Yes, <laughs> sir. Makes a lot. I thought you'd get that one for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I keep I keep wanting to go to the two thousands and and not the nineties. Stay because... in the nineties. All right. Next time when we do this in six months, it'll be two thousands. I'm just okay. going through the decades. When I'm not with you, I lose my mind. Was it a ballad or a? Nope. It's a pop song. It's a pop Fast. song. By a girl, one of your favorites. I have a few favorites. I so. know, but but say say the line again. When I'm not with you, I lose my mind. Schoolgirl outfit. Oh, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm baby, not with you, baby. One more time. Baby, one more time. Okay. That's hard. It wasn't like hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think about the girl all the time. Well, well. Think about the girl all, all the, the time. time. Wow, wow. Well, well. <laughs> you don't like the song. <laughs> it's a 90s rap song that I love. All right. And you didn't even know until I introduced you to it. <laughs> I I don't have a clue. What, what is no it? diggity. Oh, no diggity. <laughs> Think about the girl all the time. Like the way you work it. No diggity. Now, if you said that, I would have got that. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I can't make it too easy. All right, you'll get this one. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Ice Ice Baby, Vanilla Ice. Good job. I just watched the clip where uh, Arsenio Hall gave him a bunch of crap on his TV show. Oh, really? It was funny. Uh, This is the second time that Arsenio Hall has come up on this podcast in a month. (laughs) That's weird. All right, next one. I'm dope on the floor and I'm magic on the mic. Now, that's a rap song. Mm -hmm. That's not like it takes two. No, that's that's 80. (sighs) Give me a hint. That's not a hint. I don't know what that is. Is it like CC Music Factory? (laughs) I'm thinking Rob Bass for some reason. MC Hammer. Oh. (laughs) Can't touch us. I say, I was. (laughs) 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 People are going to hate this. (laughs) I know they're yelling at me right now. You're either going to love it or hate it. (laughs) They're yelling at me right now because they're like, that one's totally easy. That's MC Hammer. I thought you'd for sure. Hammer time, baby. Hammer time. All right. If no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. 
I'm going to go with uh, NSYNC or something like that. Nope. Girls. Girls. Three girls. Like Pussycat Dolls? or No. What? No. Three girls. The powerhouse girl trio before one of them broke out solo on her own and made it. The Beyonce's Queen Bay. group. Yes. Destiny's Child. What was the line again? If no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. Oh, say my name, name say, say my, my name. name. If no one Why didn't is you say around that? you, say, baby, I love you. Because that'd be too easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you'll get this one. All right. Hanging out on the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Oh, yes. Uh, that would be TLC, I believe, mm-hmm. and Scrubs. Nope. No Scrubs. No Scrubs. If you want to be with me, baby, there's a price to pay. All right. And that has to be like Britney or something. Something like that, but not Britney. Oh, oh, Jeannie in a bottle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Christina. <laughs> I was like, you come on. <laughs> all right. Let your body move to the music. That's all I get? Yeah. Give me something. Let, Let your, your body, body move to the music. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, Vogue. <laughs> Madonna? Yes, Vogue. <laughs> that was in the 90s? Oh, I guess this one was the 80s. I guess it slipped uh, in. Late 80s, probably. Yeah. Maybe 1990, 91 in there. Okay. I just remember Like a Prayer. That was my favorite song by her in the early ni- early 90s, yeah. Is that the one where she's doing naughty things like on the floor? Uh, it had the burning crosses in it. Oh, okay. That was that one, that oh, controversy. Like a Virgin was the one. Yeah, did a Pepsi commercial or something like that. I wasn't allowed to partake of Madonna ever. Even Evita, the movie, yeah? I was not allowed to watch. No way. Because my dad did not want us to support Madonna. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go see Evita at the Elec Theater for $2. I think that Madonna may make a penny off of that. Don't cry for me. Don't Argentina. cry for me, Argentina. And I'm here to remind you of the mess you made when you went away. Oh, I just heard this one. Girl. Girl. Rocker. Plays guitar. Wrote the song about, maybe she doesn't play guitar. I don't know. Wrote the song about Dave Coulier. Oh. Uncle Jesse or Joey. Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody wanted to see her this year, but they canceled. They canceled. I'm so sad. I uh, wanted to go. 25th anniversary of that album, too. <laughs> oh. That doesn't make you feel old. 25 years since I want to know. I know. that I want to know. I remember being on the uh, Ball State shuttle bus, and this gal got on, and she had a giant Alanis Morissette t-shirt. And oh, I was really? Like, eh, that's kind of cool. Because cool. I think it was playing on the radio. Because hmm. they played the hell out of Alanis oh, Morissette back in the did. 90s. Yes, they did. Very good. All right, last one. You'll always be a part of me, and I am part of you indefinitely. Hint. A girl, a lady. Yeah, I got that. Solo artist. Okay. It could have been a boy. You don't know. <laughs> this is why I hate games. She has a very wide vocal range. She can hit super high notes. Mariah? Yes. Always uh, be my uh, baby. All right, say it again. You'll always be a part of me. I'm part of you indefinitely. Oh, baby. I will say Mariah Carey. Oh, good job. Excellent, husband. Thank you. <laughs> you know, our niece, Roro. Yeah. She How loves Mariah Carey. She loves Mariah Carey. Especially the Christmas, <laughs> the Christmas version. version. The Christmas album, Mariah Carey. She makes my sister listen to it in the middle of June. And when you turn it off, she's like, no, I want Mariah Carey. It's so cute. <laughs> So we were, uh, this past summer, we were in Michigan City, and we caught a radio station, oh, yeah. 103 point, no, 104.3, 
Throwback jams. jams. And I swear they had a Mariah Carey every hour on the hour. <laughs> Probably a couple. Like, there were a lot of Mariah Carey songs. I didn't remember that much Mariah Carey. I on didn't the radio, either, but, but man, they were bringing it back. But all the other t- songs they played, I really dug. So. And and now we uh, we tell that little smart speaker over there to play 104.3 yeah. out of Chicago, the throwback station. And she does. And she does. And I like it while we like do dishes. Now, we're not sponsored by them, but uh, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> hit us but up but if ladies, you want to. But ladies. <laughs> Give it a shot. 104.3. It's all... Throwbacks, Chicago. Yes. It's all like mom, 90s mom music. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Like all those songs that you mentioned. Everything that, on this list. Yeah. Maybe not the blue. Just the rap songs. But the rap songs. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. We like it. There we go. That's our that's our free promo for the week. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> no one who's anywhere close to us, but that's fine. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone Boss. Boss.